0: Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly that's Adam Swim Silly S-C-I-L-L-Y all donations greatly appreciated thank you for helping me to support calm and now on with monkey tennis
1: hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
2: the net. Monkey tennis? In no way, you big bastard! You're a mentalist! Dad! what the noise. Monkey tennis? I got, uh, really drunk last night. Sick everywhere. Monkey tennis? Uh, minor criticism. More distance between the eggs and the beans. Monkey tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. You're a arcade, Basically, Brief tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Can I Have a glass of water, please. Hello, friends, and welcome
0: once again to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. Here we are for series eight. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm Adam Brooks, and I'm joined by Tom Dark.
1: There is broad agreement that John was good.
3: Nick Alder. There's more peas in that
1: than a Pampers pen...
4: <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Stab. That was good egg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fluff the first intro oh. of the series. Unbelievable. Slick as
1: ever. Nothing's changed.
0: So um, as you should know from our social media, etc., we're going to be moving on to tackle Nomad, one of the few uh, major partridge properties that we're yet to get into. But first, we wanted to round up some of your feedback uh, about our previous series on this time and also on some other bits and pieces. So this week and next, we'll be rifling through the drawers of feedback that we've had from you since January. Starting with... Uh, well, actually, before we get on to feedback... Uh, a bit of a new well a news flash at the time of recording which uh, my colleague Tom Dark will tell you more about.
1: Uh yeah this is news that quite literally dropped yesterday so in our new regular feature This Week in Alan brackets would have happened months ago <laughs> by the time you hear this close brackets uh, Steve Coogan has just escaped a lengthy driving ban after successfully arguing that a new series featuring Alan Partridge character could not be filmed on public transport the comedian was clocked driving his Porsche at 36 miles an hour in a 30 zone close to his mansion in East Sussex <laughs> uh, earning a three-point endorsement on his driving license because he already had nine points from previous offenses he faced an automatic six-month ban. Coogan told the court that in this series, which is due to film in October, Partridge drives to various locations around Britain meeting people. Uh, and this is a Coogan quote, I'm producing a travelogue follow-on TV series where I'm basically driving around Britain. The whole nature of this series is that it is a travelogue and it's an artistic thing that he drives and defines his character. The actor argued that the Partridge character, who in one series drove barefoot to Dundee after gorging on Toblerone and owned a Lexus, as he described as the Japanese Mercedes, was was inherently wedded to the road uh, Coogan continued you can't put him on a train because that's not what he is it's part of his character that he drives i'm also appreciating this is in the Gu- uh, this is from the guardian and the fact they went into the toblerone driving effort dundee detail <laughs> in reporting this story is very good um, Coogan told the court, camera shots could not be faked. You have cameras mounted on the bonnet, then you have other shots where you have a camera mounted on a separate car, filming a person in the car driving. He said the Baby Cow production company has lined up between 15 and 20 staff to work on the series, and they would struggle to find alternative work if cancelled at short notice. Coogan admitted his driving record was not good. <laughs> I really love this bit. Can I um, shock you? It's not great. He said he'd taken steps to change his behaviour. This is a great quote. I'm trying to slow down and I try to observe the average speed limits that have come in. I tend to drive the car with automatic cruise control that will help me keep within the speed limits. So he really is trying,
4: guys. That is a that last quote sounds very Alan, doesn't it? You yeah, could really yeah, 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 imagine yeah. Alan saying that. I have a couple of thoughts on this. One, uh it, actually, to take a step back, this is a bit of a reveal, isn't it? Because we didn't yeah. know that it was going to be a travel log series. We, What we understood was that it was going to be a documentary series of some kind. but Some not, kind of history. I believe yeah. it was going
0: to be historical. Maybe yep. it still is, but...
4: Yeah. So yeah. I, I guess this is a bit of a, a leak in that respect, or this has come out as a result of this. Now, did he have to say that in the
1: court? Well, I have a bit of a cynical conspiracy yeah. theory on this. Is this a... I mean, I, without checking the records, they could have just made this up and basically farmed the story out to kind of leak a bit of partridge no, shoes. So if like
4: if you're getting courts involved, I think yeah. it's a very I also I also think the guardian
0: is not. It is not going to get caught out, I would hope. It's not going to get caught out reporting on a but then I, case that never...
1: But I do think what I've seen, the way I've seen this evolve over the last 24 hours or so, it looked like the enemy was the first place to actually report the story, yes, yeah. and then all the other um, news outlets have essentially copied and pasted what the enemy had.
3: I, I mean, if that is the case, I would say it's not necessarily been seen as a positive thing, though. A lot of people have been, you know, at work have been coming up to me and chatting about it, and, you know, as a, as a partridge why, expert...
1: Why would they talk to you about
3: Because I'm the it? go-to. I'm the go-to. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, not Everyone- and you referred them to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, guys, help me out. Um, but not yeah, not everyone thinks it's a positive.
0: My my favourite thing about this story is that it's somewhat ironic that Steve is in a situation here where the prospect of his driving being pared back, uh, he's trying to avoid that by saying it's going to affect the staff of his production company. Yes. Now, we've been in familiar territory before in I'm Alan Partridge. Uh, <laughs> Alan having to make a tough choice between downgrading his vehicle uh, or losing all the staff of Pear Tree. But uh, this is sort of the inverse of that situation that Steve's saying, you know, jobs are on the line. Yeah. You must let me drive. let like driving idea. must go on. It's
3: like the idea of his production staff are in the boardroom. He's locked them in and said, uh, sorry guys, not going to do the uh, driving series.
4: Uh, I've got I've got a court ban didn't have the guts to say that and he just leaves out the fire escape I I mean there are also a couple of other things it's like why couldn't that ban have been deferred until after the series no 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 he
3: was very clear because I couldn't get any other staff that would no? Have been until the series
4: was finished, like the f- series, oh, was in done, so the point. film is, it, but then you're going to prison. Yeah, it's deferred until after the filming. Why can they've done that? Would, and they the other have, thing, would they
1: ever do something like that though? Is that not too lenient? That's what. Well, know. I mean, they're letting him, off,
0: letting him off the band because <laughs> yeah. he's got work to do, is, seems a bit lenient, doesn't
4: <laughs> it? And also, like if you were to put a, another, if you were to put your cynical cap on again, you could say that he was using that as an excuse in order to try and get out of it. We don't know. And also, things like can you not fake driving like i mean you they definitely, not, can. You they definitely often, can they often can it put cannot cars be faked those I,
1: kind of trucks that have like a flat yeah. bed and then you drive around i think that. it
4: probably could
0: maybe not within the bbc's budget for the series <laughs> that's the only detail that made me think this this might not be a true a true uh, court case is just the fact that he's just been let off because he's got work to do and some people's livelihoods depend on it
1: but, no, but oh, and also just the, the specifics of that quote the whole nature of the series is that it's a travel log and it's an artistic thing that he drives to find his character i am basically driving around Britain meeting people that's like he doesn't need to explain it and he'd only have to say well there are technical limitations on how this works yeah. so you wouldn't have to explain the plot devices I,
4: everything we've said is allegedly all we can do here is report the facts as, and, uh, that's <laughs> and that's what we're doing
1: that's what
0: we're doing I can believe that if driving at 36 in a 30 zone was the, the straw that would break the camel's back that there w- could be mitigating circumstances like I, I this is in, integral to my earnings I, the,
1: yeah.
4: yeah i can you know i'm not a legal expert remember, as you may be able to remember
1: tell. it's a mansion in east sussex <laughs> <That's>
4: <laughs> and also that ties into my next point is that there are a lot of people on twitter slagging him off going why is he driving anywhere he's loaded why can't he have a driver <laughs> I'm like, what? One, that's his choice yeah, whether he wants to drive to or not. That. He's obviously like we know he's a bit of a petrol head, he loves cars. Like he has a right to drive a yeah. car. Just because you're loaded doesn't mean you have a driver and those people just like <laughs> criticising him for that are clear, clear two just two words. Yeah. Two words, Prince Philip. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, I also love the fact that it it turns out the next Alan series we're probably gonna get consistent around Coogan driving because like you say, he is a petrol head. So yeah. i was just gone, guys, I know we've been thinking about this history show, but here's a better idea. Yeah. Do
4: you, I, know, do you, I know I've worked on a series where I've gone look can we go to Italy look can we go to Greece Yeah, look, can we We've, go around with, with me driving you. the whole time yeah but yeah. I've got another idea for you <laughs> how am I doing all of that but as Alan yeah
1: he, know, <laughs> he knows exactly what he's doing doesn't
3: he <laughs> do you think he'll have a poke at the courts or the legal system as Alan Partridge as a kind of like veiled kind of got away with it kind of thing quite
0: possibly but I mean he kind of already did it in that segment in this time where he got pulled over for erratic driving oh, didn't yeah. he and then yeah, he had yeah, that yeah, body yeah, double yeah uh, yeah, um, yeah yeah <laughs> vin diesel another thing i like somebody tweeted us i'm afraid i can't remember your name sorry but uh, somebody said actually it would be a great series to see alan forced uh to have a driving ban of his own and then basically be forced onto public transport and have to interact with the mm. smelly man on yes. the bus and yep. you know doling out your change dealing with the sort of the travel card system etc i'd very like good. i'd like to see that yeah,
4: yeah, yeah i would as well um well it's filming in october i believe so um I think that's what the report said, so um, he's still got time to worm it in somehow.
0: By the time you're listening to uh, this episode, keep an eye out your window. Coogan could be driving past.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One one other thing that um, came about from us posting about this as well. I I think, Tom, I think he posted on the Monkey Tennis Twitter page the gif of Alan when he's crashing in a car with the, Into me! It's uh
4: it's a, uh, it's from the credits of one of the episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. of uh, series two of
1: of uh, of I'm Alan Partridge. Yeah. And um, somebody commented on our Twitter. Again, sorry, I can't actually find your actual tweet. But if you actually look back at that segment, it looks like the kind of essentially the chalk dust that is supposed to be emitted when yeah. when an airbag is deployed when you actually look at it in slow-mo in in the gif it's very clearly coming from outside the car which is just a nice little spot that we hadn't picked up on before someone's sort of just
4: powdering steve yeah, yeah i can't remember what the episode title Not is for but the first is... time i imagine <laughs> <laughs> allegedly <laughs> it's uh it's the episode with uh crash band wallet what a video isn't it because then it's yeah. when the credits roll at the end it's the slow motion of him being smashed in the face with an airbag yep <laughs>
3: Okay. um, I'm going to cover some, this time with Alan Partridge, feedback that we've uh, had from our listeners. So I'm going to rattle through them. We had uh, loads, so uh, thank you to everyone that submitted their feedback. we,
1: We kind of asked people what they thought of the series overall now they've had a bit of time to live with it, didn't we?
3: Yeah, yeah. And I'm just going to share their views. Do do that. Okay, I will. I'm going to start with Peter Norris, who says, Loved it. I lasagna with it regularly. I think that's a lovely sentiment of someone sitting (laughs) around with a lasagna watching, this time with Alan Partridge. Keen to do that as well. Absolutely. Peter Millett says, I enjoy the evolution of Alan. Anything they do is great. Sure, the early stuff can't be topped. There's no point in trying. I appreciate the different directions they're taking. So wise words
4: from
1: um, Peter I
4: mean I was listening back to one of the old episodes just to check sort of uh, what we talked about and I think there's definitely stuff we made the point about there's definitely stuff in this time that is on par with the original Alan material like it doesn't always hit but when it does hit it's as good as the stuff back in the day I think absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: but it seems what Peter Millett is saying is effectively oh, <laughs> this breakfast looks disgusting I still might as well eat it <laughs>
3: <laughs> um john Richards says uh, i rewatched watched it a few times and enjoy it but the last two episodes were really weak i think the main issue is that they're trying to parody a show that is almost a joke in itself anyway the half hour format was always going to be tough to fill with constant jokes which is why i find mid-morning matters is the partridge sweet spot
1: that's quite a fair point like yep. the one show is ridiculous if you've ever watched it from start <laughs> to finish
3: i mean i've never watched it it looks dreadful Adrian Bavister says initially had mixed feelings it made me laugh but definitely was not as good as previous Alan output i wonder if it was watered down for a mainstream bbc1 uh, audience uh, morning matters is a favourite of the hardcore fan and something like that just didn't work
0: um i think it's it's our understanding that uh, that the writers say that they didn't they didn't make any compromises for bbc1 they didn't you know they didn't consciously dumb anything down no. so i think you know maybe it's a subconscious thing or maybe adrian is just mistaken
4: if anything they dumb up
3: (laughs) quentin soldan says um hugely disappointed i think this should be the last we see of ap Ooh, big big uh this is what could have happened if faulty towers had come back for a 13th episode even alpha papa was a six out of ten for me and i'm ap's biggest fan very sad but time to leave ap behind
0: I would argue if you're AP's biggest fan, you would probably love everything regardless. <laughs> yeah, Surely, I mean, if I'd... you don't like this and someone else does,
4: does that not make them a bigger AP fan than you? Also, he's gone from Alpha Papa to this time and not mentioned Mid Money Matters in between or any of the specials, which I think there's some real gold in there. So I don't know if he's seen yeah. those. He may have. He, but he might he not have a Sky sub- subscription, to be fair, <laughs> and, and he shouldn't be judged for that.
1: You can uh, f- find them on the internet. But yeah, yeah it is interesting that. I think Mid-Morning Matters, what we're kind of picking up in this feedback, it is very much a hardcore fan favourite. Yeah. And going, even Alpha Papa was a 6 out of 10, it's like, yeah, I think we'd all agree it's yeah, a 6 definitely, out of 10. That's definitely. not a surprise.
4: Uh, even in the commentary, they admit, yeah, this bit wasn't very good, was it? <laughs> Lee Kinch says, the
3: best way to describe it for me was not enough scripted off-script and too much scripted script. Uh, Got that first time. <laughs> didn't, didn't work for me, and the only bits that were funny was when Alan was winging it um i'm not entirely sure i agree with that but fair enough um everyone's entitled to an opinion
0: i'd I'd agree that i'd like to have seen more of the stuff that wasn't supposed to be broadcast on the bbc so more of the kind of in between the the behind the scenes stuff um and we've seen that from a few people as well um but yeah i don't know i think i think it's perhaps unduly harsh of the thing as a whole
3: i would agree to be to be fair but um it's definitely fair to say that not everyone has universally loved it um uh, so onwards, Ian Doody says, uh, it tried too hard and then failed to act, uh, to be actually funny. They need a rethink, or dare I say, kill Alan off. I mean, very controversial. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can appreciate that it's not for everyone, but I certainly don't agree with anyone advocating killing and getting rid of Alan.
4: I'd be keen to know what a rethink actually means in that context as well. Yeah. Uh- do you think when they get to the end of, of of where they think they can
0: take Alan, that they will actually kill him off? Or do you think they'd never do anything <laughs> definitive? Because surely there's always, you know, potentially new writers, you know, the writing yeah. team's changed since the beginning. I, th- I feel like they'd always leave it open. I mean, they didn't, you know, they haven't even decisively killed Michael off.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, it, I guess it's such a unique proposition because I I don't think there is any other kind of comedy character that has gone from these different writing camps and still been consistently good Mm. as well. So yeah, I think if they were to ever kill him off, then like, yeah, why would they do that? Because I think there's always going to be scope to do something.
4: I don't think Steve would kill that character off because, you know, it's a bit of a cash cow for him and it it allows him to do the kind of, you know, one for me, one for you kind of thing. And what happens
3: if you get a, you know, a parking fine? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Kristen Taylor said loved it lots of classic moments we'll never be able to visit a train toilet again without thinking paper 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 Um, great point great point Nigel Christian writes "Uh, I want more Armando Iannucci Partridge sure it was catchphrase comedy at times but it was fast paced uh, laugh after laugh Uh, Alan was easy to laugh at and in the next moment
4: laugh at someone else I miss that, Alan, most of all. I definitely think that there are, given the nature of what this time was, it was a live TV broadcast. There was lots of stuff that was really fast paced. There was a lot of stuff that mm. was really like fast gag after gag after gag, and like we said, not all of them hit. But to say that this time wasn't fast paced, I think is 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 not accurate.
1: You know that uh, that's just reminded me. I was listening to a podcast with Carrie Ad Lloyd the other day. So she was the actress that was Alice Clunt, Alice Fluck. Whichever one I can't remember. You've done it um, again. But she was she was saying that so many jokes were cut live during the recording. They they just be like Coogan and the Gibbons just going. Uh, okay, just get rid of that. Get rid of that. Let's go with that one. And she w- she said she was sat there just going. This is all such comedy gold. But I can't believe they're just like discarding so oh, really much good stuff. So it'd be really interesting to see what those original scripts were mm. like because I think there were a lot more gags in there as well.
3: Uh, Estelle coombe says I can't tell you the amount of times I've watched Irish Allen. Tell you what. Tell you what, it's nine and a half thousand times. Very, very good, very good. Um, other than that, I've not revisited it at all. Uh, I love Nomad, though, and...
1: Who the hell is that?
4: It, it, I just it, had to say you that. Just, you just had to say that. I'm a big fan of the next name on the uh, list that you're going to read out here. I mean, I was going to skip it, to be honest. Because, no, you have to read that out. Okay, yeah. fine.
3: We've had a message in from someone, um, I ass- <laughs> I assume this is their name, Um Titty McSchwarzenegger uh, says, definitely stands up to a rewatch for picking up on the amazing Steve Coogan facial uh, facial expressions. Katie Wicks' appearance um, was hands down the best bit for me. Surprised you didn't pick up on it more uh, on the podcast. Her, her sleep doctor character had me shrieking.
0: I think the only reason we perhaps didn't give Katie Wicks her due as, uh, as a great guest is that, uh, well I certainly had already watched her in Stafflet's Flats and for me uh-huh. her her performance in that is is so much more of a barnstormer that she almost felt kind of quite muted by comparison in this I mean she was very good at her sort of her kind of slightly odd creepiness, the kind of, they've obviously thought a bit about what sort of person would it take that their dream Mm. career would be in a sleep (laughs) clinic, like (laughs) creepily watching people. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I think she's a brilliant comic actress, but I prefer seeing her in Stuff Let's Flats, second series of which will have just been on Channel Four. By the time you hear yeah. this,
1: I, I think also we we were going into so much detail into so many things when we were doing this time. It's we just didn't have mm. time to cover everything without releasing two hour episodes, which I think we can all agree nobody wants. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> least of all producer Jed. Indeed. And lastly, uh, from Paulie G, I've rewatched it. Caught a few of the subtler gags and did enjoy it the second time round, but didn't laugh at all. And it's lacking quotability. Overall, seven on ten. Let's make I'm Alan Partridge season three. <laughs> <laughs> so very very good.
4: Never
1: um, going to
3: happen. Yeah. yeah.
4: Never so. going to happen.
3: Exactly. Can I
1: just add my own personal favourite from this list of responses from Chaz Newkey-Burden, who just said, better than nothing.
3: <laughs> and that is just a selection of uh, the messages that have come in. So thank you to everyone that shared their thoughts. Um, we appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Nick. Uh, so
4: James Denton has been in touch on Twitter with uh, a theory that he br- he tells us to strap ourselves in for. So uh, this should be good. Um, he says, uh, I know you, ha- you all have a penchant for partridge theories. And with new AP on the horizon, I thought now is as good a time as any to tell you about my theory. I'm from a small town in North Wales. My uncle grew up and was best friends throughout school with a man called Martin Murray. The name may ring a bell with you. Thank you. (laughs) Very good. When Martin went to university, he became big friends with Steve Coogan and remains so to this day. Martin has featured in various Coogan works, most notably as the photographer in uh, Alpha Papa who snaps Alan when he tucks his uh, Mm -hmm. balls and nuts between his legs. Um, He's also mentioned in Nomad. Uh, uh, Actually, Alan says... uh, in the section about the siege uh, it was snapped uh, from behind by Martin Murray a slime ball photographer who probably beats off to these images in a dark room and then, so
1: that, that's the real person's name being applied to the character well, he's, yeah like, he's yeah. actually
4: he's referred to him as Murray
0: Martin so he's just swapped the names around so he has yeah oh, my mistake oh. yeah
4: yeah sorry yeah he says Murray Martin in in, in Nomad <laughs> but I think uh, eagle eye people could probably work out uh, what he's done there um, we barely did I barely yeah, yeah, you fair. didn't I didn't <laughs> uh, even when it was literally spelled out for you No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the paths of steve coogan and my uncle crossed when steve visited martin during the holidays from university the trio went out on the lash a few times uh, steve coogan may have also become aware of my dad not sure if they met but i imagine he'd have been brought up in conversation discussed possibly i mean he's making quite uh, a lot of assumptions there um this is where it gets interesting my dad's sense of humor isn't a great deal different to that of a, to that of a certain psychic simon denton and my dad's name why, Simon Denton, of course... What? What? Is sidekick Simon based on my father? I wouldn't like to say, but yes, probably... <laughs> I saw Martin some months ago And meant to ask him If he'd ask the great man About my theory Or if he had any knowledge of it But I forgot <laughs> I also don't want to get my hopes And dreams dashed uh, All the best James So yeah What a great theory That Simon Denton is based on James Denton's dad I That's think great. to get to the bottom
3: of it James uh, should go in a, a Long walk To find out if any of this is true And document it in about 300 words perhaps in, in <laughs> a, Or 300 pages even Perhaps in the footsteps of his father Exactly yeah yeah There's a Walk, walk
1: about 160 miles yeah. maybe with a detour around London
0: there we go. Uh, so thanks for that, James, and thanks, Tom. Um, I've got a Les Dawson bombshell.
4: Finally, <laughs> oh, It's what we're all here for, Yes.
0: Uh, Cold Spring got in touch on email. Didn't realise that uh, inanimate bodies of water could <laughs> contact us, but more than happy. They really can. Um, we talked a bit about, um, in this time, uh, Alan would read out tweets of jokes. Is that right?
1: Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a segment uh, when we're at the DigiWall and they're, they're going through quite kind of un-PC jokes that's
0: right yeah um, so Cold Spring emailed us to say that those uh, jokes that they brought out were all genuine Les Dawson jokes uh, which is a lovely touch I thought
1: yeah I think that's something that definitely passed us by because I guess we're not connoisseurs <laughs> of the work of Les Dawson sadly
0: not <laughs> um, uh, but as a second point uh, they also said why are there three Cresswells in the APU Alan Partridge universe uh, Jason the Smile FM boss single hand mean- Sue do they mean shape I think so yeah, yeah. single hand Sue uh, the Bra- Bravery Award one and I've forgotten the other one bye <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we've looked into this and we've discussed the, the various Cresswells and Tresswells uh, across our episodes uh, we believe there aren't three there's one Tresswell and possibly two Cresswells so you've got Jason Tresswell the shape boss as yep. seen in Alpha Papa Susan Cresswell so ruddy brave Norfolk Bravery Awards <laughs> I'm Alan Partridge um, the point is four years later she's credit controller at Cromwell Certificated Bailiffs and um, and then
1: yeah, so, so the link the link to that is then in mid morning matters. Uh, you have this line where Alan says, "I know there's more than one Cromwell. There's dozens of Cromwells. Just look in the phone book. I've got a friend called Cromwell. Actually, he's called Cresswell. Meant to call him back. And I thought it was quite weird that you have this Cresswell Cromwell kind of crossover thing." Like, is that deliberate or is it an accident? It just seems quite weird. It's odd. I don't I don't have an answer.
3: I was clutching for something to say, but it's... You were making it, notes. I was making notes. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, i um, happy to agree to... That's odd, right? <laughs> so you were
1: making notes, but not notes on what we're talking about. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was making notes
3: on uh, Thomas or Tomas, um, Woody's comment on Facebook. Uh, and he wrote, My mate Connor, 30, always thought Alan said in series two, episode one, that's what Nancy Walker. Uh, a.k.a. Nazi war criminals said. So he's essentially misheard um, uh, what, what Alan was saying. So this is his friend Connor uh, who's misheard things. And he goes on to say uh, he's an avid fan. Um, he's never lived it down to this day. So if Connor, 30, who lives in Panama could get a shout out to Nancy Walker, that would be uh, <laughs> fantastic.
0: This reminds me of a joke that came up in my secondary school 20 years ago where somebody trying to look cool claiming that they knew all about fags uh, <laughs> <laughs> mispronounced the brand Embassy and as M&C and, and then literally never heard it down for the rest of the school year. Yeah.
3: Was that
1: you? No, it's
0: <laughs> me. It's like, oh mate, you pop into the shop? Yeah, do you want anything? Yeah, can
1: I get Panda Pops and 20 M&C?
4: Uh, you know.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> uh, I mean, can, can anyone think of any other misheard Alan at all? Does anything else spring to mind apart from things like the Tresswell-Cresswell combination? Oh, Dracula's house?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, things that he's no, mispronounced. Oh, yeah, sorry. No,
1: th- it, it, like, are there any lines where you've misunderstood what it was or anything like that? Mm, Nothing springs to mind at the moment, but I think that might be a good one to put out to uh, you, dear listener. If uh, you or any of your friends have misheard any Alan lines, then please do get in touch.
0: We will, of course, furnish you with all the uh, details of our social media and the Monkey Tennis hotline at the end of the episode.
3: We've had another um, comment on Facebook. Um, People still use Facebook, apparently. Interesting.
1: They do. So they really do. Matthew, the, uh, Sal- the, the, the page is very busy with uh loads of Alan fans just getting together, having great chat about everything pop, pop, they love pop, about pop pop, it. pop, 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 lots of it is. posts.
3: <laughs> staggering. Absolutely <laughs> staggering. Uh, Matthew Salmon um, writes, Not sure if you've picked up on this already, but like Alan in Midmorning Matters, Steve mentions having a dog called Barney in his autobiography.
4: We noticed this. Yes, we spoke about it because I uh, mentioned that I also had a dog named Barney when I was growing yep.
1: up. And I think was it they buried it in the front garden of the house or something like that? No, no, point? that was my mum and dad. <laughs> no, no I, <laughs> I, on, th- I think your mum and dad in the front <laughs> garden
4: of the house. I, th- I think you'll we'll find that was Coogan too. Uh, okay, yeah. actually, no, no, no. Sorry, my mum and dad buried it in the back garden. Also, oh. you could,
3: if you if you if you have done that, just call Steve and get his lawyer on the case. He'll he'll be able to get you off.
4: <laughs> R.I.P. Barney.
3: Um. So, Matthew goes on to write, I probably should have included uh, where this is referenced in Mid Morning Matters. What a Dilbert. <laughs> uh, it's in the Agony on section of Series One near the underwater crying part, if you want to go look that up.
2: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
4: Kieran Parr's been in touch on Facebook, another Facebook user there for you, Nick. Um, He says, Guys, I wrote to Jim'll Fix It asking to wash an elephant. Now, this is in reference to uh, something that we discussed on a previous episode of the podcast, I believe. Nick, a friend of yours, uh, wrote in with a similar request. My friend um, Peter Carrington,
3: or unless he's rebadged himself as Kieran Parr, uh, also wrote into Jim'll Fix It to wash an elephant. (laughs) I mean, if you have one wish, why would it be that?
1: (laughs) I feel like, was that just a popular thing in the 80s for some reason? They could have got
0: a budget deal on that, couldn't they? (laughs) They just send them all the people that want to wash an elephant
3: along and then just film the most photogenic. It's just not a thing, is it? Washing an elephant uh, or... White, white dog poo it's just a thing from the 80s that should be left there
4: kieran parr if you want to send us a follow-up message uh saying to us why you wrote into jim will fix it asking to wash an elephant please go ahead um you carry on and say uh, i never got a reply but i'm glad of that now i don't know. <laughs> i wonder, I wonder why. why i wonder why um i don't know why i wanted to wash an elephant but i think maybe it was on blue peter needless to say i had the last laugh maybe um, blue Peter oh, Idea for a show Sir Jimmy Savile Washes animals Must be properly policed Slash safeguarded I also have a clue That he doesn't care If they are dead Or alive Wow that uh, took a dark turn <laughs> just, Didn't it
3: <laughs> And just just to be clear he, he is no longer a sir Just I want to make, want to
4: make
3: clear he, he shouldn't be uh, We shouldn't be calling him a sir
4: um, Yeah that took a bit Of a dark turn Wasn't expecting that Plot twist of
1: the year And, w- and would that show Get commissioned <laughs>
0: <laughs> By Monkey
1: Tennis Productions Yes I was not expecting that <laughs>
0: A uh, huge thanks to one-sided swedge on Twitter who uh, has uh, seems, seemingly concocted an entire set of rules for Partridge Monopoly. We talked about this on a previous episode, came up with a few ideas for properties and uh, squares and various bits and pieces. Uh, so here we go. Here are a couple of the things that one-sided swedge came up with for the Monopoly game. Uh, sack Lynn for being unloyal slash disloyal, collect £50. Pounds. Sued by Glenn Ponder, pay £50. Pounds. Sue Cook has pulled out, lose a tur- turn, Needless to say, you had the last laugh, collect £20 pounds from each player. Uh, innocent City Sumo's been commissioned by Sky collect 30 quid and trapped under a cow lose a turn Uh, plenty more what else have we got Someone
4: steals your door, lose a turn. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> a monkey has eaten all your fags, pay £20. <laughs> These are sex people, lose a turn. Uh, accidentally shoot a man through the heart, lose a turn. I think that should be game over, shouldn't it, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the
0: end. At least go to
4: jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Alan didn't, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got a brilliant lawyer, don't go to jail. Uh, spend bank holiday with Sean Connery, collect £200. <laughs> Chunky Norwich FC, win the league, take an extra turn. Pierce foot on a spike, lose a turn. Mother's money has come through. Collect £50. (laughs) Uh, Tell Dave Clifton to
1: fuck off on air. (laughs) Take another turn. (laughs) So good. Nick, what have you got? There's also
3: some, um, yeah, there's some brilliant locations. So instead of the old old Kent Road, you've got the static home. Uh, Instead of the Angel Islington, uh, Lynn's dead mum's bed. I
1: like it.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's literally so many. Uh, You've got Lynn's Baptist Church. Uh, (laughs) My favourite is Tandy. Would be keen to visit. Uh, Jeb Maxwell's house. Uh, Long Stanton Spice Museum, uh, of course, the BP Garage and Pear Tree Productions.
1: Couple of other highlights here. Uh Wank Off Tramps Plural lose a turn. Uh, wife has run off with narcissistic, narcissistic sports pimp. Easy for me to say pay fifty pounds. Uh Tony Hayes is dead, advanced to owl sanctuary. Your PA spills sunny delight all over your Bond videos, pay nine and a half thousand pounds. Very good. Uh, a couple of other things that I really liked. The uh the stations are Disappointment, Shattered Dreams Parkway, yes. Backstabbing Central and Rejection. The utilities are Radio Norwich and North North Digital. And just lastly to finish this off, and this is all absolutely gold by the way uh, the suggestions for tokens are cook past Babtridge car cover beans Toblerone canal boat London bear shop Seal, chocolate orange British Isles breakfast framed photo of David Copperfield handmade for sausages and a beef burger and a traffic cone
0: wood commission wood play would read out on the podcast thank you very much to one sided <laughs> swedge on really, good, really yeah, good excellent
1: Time for a tweet now that we had a while ago whilst this time was on air. Uh, Chris Wood brought this to our attention on Twitter, and this is actually a tweet from Owen Norris, who writes, One of the first things I did when joining Top Gear 14 years ago was to find the original review of the 1997 Renault McGann, and lo and behold, there it was in all its glory, word for word... I'm going to read out the specifics of the review here with a mere 90, 90 brake horsepower available progress is too leisurely to be called death defying but on the motorway in fifth gear the McGann slow pace really becomes a pain uphill runs become power sappingly mundane whilst overtaking national express coaches can become a long drawn out affair how brilliant is that that is a genuine top gear review I
0: do love that I would say though he does claim that it's word for word and I think it's not an exact word <laughs> for
1: word over to uh, pedant's corner
3: with yeah.
0: Adam Brooks i to be honest i haven't checked and i'm fully prepared to be corrected i'm
3: confident death defying is not yes (laughs) i don't
0: think it says death defying and i think when it says on the motorway in fifth gear the megan slow pace really becomes a
3: pain i don't think it says pain it's i think it's apparent or a pain yeah it says i'm not sure which
0: but i mean it's certainly been lifted from this hasn't it which is it's very impressive to have found that well Uh, done i would
3: also add my mum had a megan so um yeah
0: did she ever overtake national express coaches in it um
3: she did but it became a bit of a long drawn out affair (laughs)
0: Very good. Your dad must have been upset.
3: Yeah. I've had another message, um, you in, personally, <laughs> just you, yeah, yeah. on Facebook. Yeah, this one's coming from Andrew Philpot on Facebook. Never um, mind your Facebook messages. <laughs> he writes in Midmore Mat. We know slash learn of Alan's once secret sponsorship deal with Range Rover, and therefore continuing with my theme. When I write to you, Alan is back being buying British uh, after his short uh, sojourn, like a foray, uh, after Rover to Lexi and back to British. Couple this with your recent and relevant comment of his general dislike of both American and European things, um, brackets, uh, Lexus being Japanese, close brackets, it further reinforces two things. One, he does prefer British cars. (laughs) Turning the page here. Paper, paper, paper. Paper, paper, paper. And two, I would hereby now like to declare myself as, open brackets, arguably, close brackets, the world's leading authority on the cars of Alan Partridge, 1997 to 2016.
4: He can make that official if he likes him, put it in his Twitter bio. Yeah, yeah go for it. it. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Sanctioned
0: by us until someone else gets in touch with better car intel. Oh, yeah, I'm God. not sure it will the, ever happen.
4: The floodgates are open. We've been bombarded with Facebook messages. The next one's up from uh, the next one is from Aidan Wright. I should say uh, he says, "Unfortunately, Bob Holness is not with us, although Bill Withers is still with us." Now, this message was uh, sent to us on uh, the eighteenth of October, twenty eighteen. So we're nice and up to date. with We've been our collating feedback. these yeah, for yeah, quite a while, we have, yeah. haven't we? Uh, and at the time of writing, uh, Bill Withers is still with us. Now, I'm just quickly going to check. We're going to uh, this going live. live on the internet. Can anyone explain why Aiden's referred to
0: Bob Holness here? Is this something we talked about previously on the pod, or
4: I think maybe he messaged on the day or in and around the time when we lost Bob Holness. Um, uh, checking, should, should we fact check that as well. You, you can you fact me? check. Okay. Fact, okay. You fact fit, check. Fit, fit, fact fit, fit, check fit, that fit. this was sent on the 18th of October. So today, which is the. Something of August, 15th of, of August. Thank you. Uh, Bill Withers is still with us.
1: Bob Holness died in
4: 2012. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the letters will be false. Can
0: I say? Can I say for the record, we're laughing at our own ineptitude yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, rather than the yeah. uh, the death of Bob Holness.
1: I d- this is really bad. Isn't it? I genuinely can't remember what that's in reference. Did we talk about it? Is he referenced in Mid Morning Matters or something like
4: that? I genuinely can't remember. I'm sure we're <laughs> going to get bombarded, aren't we? <laughs>
1: anyway, the main point is:
4: Tom is Bill Withers still with us? Bill Withers is still with us.
1: A lovely
0: day. It's always a lovely day when Bill Withers is still with us.
4: So, uh, yes, uh, at time of going press, he is 81 years going old. Going press, yeah.
0: <laughs> that well-known phrase. That yeah. is a phrase. At Go- time of going press, Bill Withers is still with us, but Tom Stabs had a stroke. <laughs>
3: is a phrase going to press yeah surely
4: it's going to press is
0: it? Uh, and on yeah. that
3: bombshell <laughs> oh, right. it's we're, it's not we're going, press. We're we're going to press don't the don't stop record button on that
0: watertight fact-checked bombshell it's the end of this first of two very special feedback episodes from Monkey Tennis the Alan Partridge fan podcast of course we'd be remiss of reading out all this feedback without telling you how you can get in touch and you can via the following methods the at gmail.com is our email address facebook.com slash the pod on twitter it's at the partridge pod on Instagram. It's at Monkey Tennis Pod and the Monkey Tennis Hotline is reopened 07923 600 017. Give us something fun to listen to and you might hear it on a future episode. So we'll be delving into more of your feedback next week, but from all of us at Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge Fan Podcast, it's wonderful to be back. Thank you for listening. Thanks and goodbye.
4: Have a lovely day.
2: Monkey tennis? In no way, you big bastard, you're a mentalist. Damn! What well, was the noise? Monkey tennis? I got uh, really dry last night. Sick everywhere. Monkey tennis? Uh, minor is more distance between the eggs and the beans. Monkey tennis? I wish things had turned out differently, but I'm glad they didn't. Monkey tennis? Where's my assistant? I do not know. You're unpacking. Basically. Beef tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Can I have, can I have a glass of water, please. Even on a budget,
1: quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince has the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery, soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more.